Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Strong and Courageous Podcast. My name is Nicole DeVincentis. It is awesome to have you here. Today is Wednesday. It's the 12th of January, 2022, and this is actually the first episode of a fresh new podcast where we actually leverage the power of nutrition, and that is everything that you consume, along with the guiding principles and the coaching concepts of muscular development and athletic performance, to bring you a podcast that is literally going to empower you to becoming a stronger person personally and professionally in every area. So we're talking legit, like basic health and fitness, uh, emotional health, physical health, spiritual health, um, mental health. We're talking financial health. We're talking relationship health, your levels of contribution, like all of that stuff. Now, a little bit about what got us to this point. This is not my first podcast. This is actually the second podcast, and I was looking to change things up excuse me, after my initial podcast. And when I went back and I was listening to some of the previous episodes that I had recorded, um, none of them were scripted. They were actually, actually majority of them I recorded while I was commuting to and from one of my jobs. And I had started, I would always get a lot of ideas while I was driving in my car. And if if you grow up and you were watching Scooby-Doo, they had like the mystery machine. I would call my car, whatever car it was at the time, I would always call it like the idea machine. I get some of the biggest like sparks of inspiration and some of my best ideas happen while I'm driving. And it would be obviously very unsafe for me to try to be writing all this stuff down while I was driving. But at the same time, when I had this other job, it was nighttime and it was wintertime. And so I would also be very, very tired. And so I started recording a podcast really as a means to like document some of those ideas and capture some of the things that I was feeling and thinking at the time, um, you know, so I could use them for later, but also so that I wouldn't fall asleep driving home. And so as I was listening to some of these things, there were a lot of really good nuggets that were in there. But there was a constant theme that was threaded through that particular podcast. And it was me continuously saying, I didn't know what to do next with my life. When I first started that particular podcast, and I have not erased it, it's it's still up there um, to be listened to and we'll figure out how we're going to be using that in the future. Um, when I started that podcast, it was actually amidst a great deal of turmoil, um, some of the worst times in my life. Um, just a quick little history. I actually come from a, a healthcare background and invested basically, you know, 20 something years into that endeavor. I had hit all of the goals that I had set out for myself in that particular profession. And there came to be a time when I started asking a lot of questions as to what was I going to be doing next to take myself to the next level professionally, financially? There was a lot of changes that were happening in healthcare that conflicted with my value system. And it was such a rough road because I never really thought like what would be next. And so as it came to like, I think everyone reaches that fork in the road where you have to make a decision. Like I'm just going to stay here and endure 
all of this shit or I'm going to exit stage left. And for me, I, I'm, I'm, a, I'm the person, I just don't stay in a place. Like if I can't make it better and the things that are going down are working in conflict with my intentionally well-developed and like crafted value system, I will literally like rip the bandaid off and I will leave and I will pay whatever consequences, you know, come forth as about, as a result of that. And I did that. (laughs) I'm just thinking, I remembering driving home, um, I was working a minimum wage job for um, a big box retail store and I was sleeping um, on, uh, it was an air mattress, but then the air mattress actually broke. So I was sleeping on the floor at uh, a friend's house um, who lived about 40 minutes away from where I was working. And I remember it was snowing and some of the roads that I, you know, would have to take to get there, they weren't well lit. And there's like quarries on either side of the road. I just remember driving through that while I was recording these podcasts. And it was not that long ago. It was just, that was just within the past five years. It seems like years ago. Um, so let's, you know, come back to reality here. But I really wanted to bring you a podcast that if you yourself are at a transition point, or if you are coming back after a massive beat down, whatever that looks like for you, you're in a good place. There's a lot of things that I learned along the way, um, you know, professionally working in healthcare, um, working um, my ass off in the gym. I'm a, I'm a former figure competitor in NPC. And I went off to, you know, start a couple businesses. I now work in sales. So I've been bouncing around um, to learn more, to figure out what is that next thing for me, for my family, where do I want to go? But I just remember how terrible the swirl was to commit to that next thing. And the problem at the time was I actually couldn't envision what the next professional thing was. And when that happens and you don't necessarily have a very strong income source, the next consequence that happens, and that happened to me, is that now you get stuck in the swirl of now you're dealing with poverty on top of not having a strong vision for your future. And it becomes literally like flushing yourself down the toilet bowl. Like you can't get out. You feel like you're drowning on the daily. Um, you, you cannot see two inches in front of your face literally. And as an individual who I'm a very decisive individual, I do not have a problem with goal setting or setting out to do new things. I don't try anything. I do things like commit full ass, you know, forward. When you get stuck up in the swirl, it was so long since I lived that way. And having done that as an adult, it can be freaking brutal. But at the end of the day, how do I say this? Fitness will come to save your life. I think that's probably going to be the crest, like the the guiding principle of today's podcast is we're just going to open this up and we're going to, I'm going to just say it like fitness will save your life in more than one way. I have always been an athlete and, um, even though I have been very athletic and God made me very strong, he made my legs like ridiculously strong, physically very strong. Um, 
the one thing that I always had struggled with growing up was really what my body looked like. I was always on the heavier side. And what I came to learn is I actually had a good amount of muscle mass underneath that fluff. So when that happens, you look a lot bigger than you actually are. Um, and you know, you get caught up in the, I'm not skinny enough. I don't look like the girls in the magazine. Like that's a whole other like tidy bowl man swirl that happens to you. Um, and I eventually got to a point in my life where I wanted to attack that. I got tired of having that same conversation. I saw other people, other girls, and even men who had really well-defined bodies and um, bodybuilding was something that I actually have always had an interest in. So I went after it and saw some of the dark side of bodybuilding, but it was the habits that I developed through that. You know, the discipline of going to the gym, even when you don't feel like it, it's the nutritional programming, it's the recovery strategy um, that became a lifestyle that when it came time to make a transition career-wise, and let me just put this out on the floor, is that leaving my previous profession. So I worked as a nurse clinically, and then I nursing is designed to actually um, support change of life for women. You know, if you're going through momhood, you're a little bit older, like there's all these different areas you can go to. Well, I was, I left the clinical end and I moved into education and was working in emergency medical services. And eventually I left both of those. So when I finally left my previous profession. And again, I, I'm not married. I do not have any children, which was an additional pain point, um, having, you know, invested all that time with really nothing to show for it. Um, it was for me, it was like a death, a divorce and an amputation wrapped all into one. It was, it was literally brutal. I ripped the bandaid off. I did what I had to do and I left, but it was in no way easy. It, it was simple, but it wasn't easy because you have the fallout from that. You don't see the people who you normally see. Everything in your normal schedule is massively disrupted. You know, the visions that you had for your future, like all of the hopes and the dreams, like they were just in a massive heap on the floor. And it, it literally like took the life out of me. It was brutal. It was literally brutal. I went through bad, like really a sh like a period of depression uh with suicidal ideation like you would not even believe it was it was like 10 solid years of awful but i still maintained my nutrition there were times you know my weight went up a little bit cuz i wasn't working out as much I was doing more yoga, more flexibility, more mobility training. Like I just, I could not handle a whole lot of extra, I call it stressor on my body at that time, but I maintained nutrition. And then um, things kind of went awry because then I started developing a lot of allergies, food allergies. And so <laughs> again, it was like 10 years of massive shit. And then I had injured myself and so was recovering from injury um, when I decided to go out sprinting one day. So then I was, then you're dealing with the whole athlete needing to learn how to trust your body, that it's not going to break again. And 
it was awful. I mean, if I, if I'm glad that I experienced all that, but looking back through it, like, wow, at the end of the day, let's just close that door. (laughs) The guiding light is literally like fitness will save your life because you don't need to have a lot of money to do it. All you really need, excuse me, is a set of gym shoes and you can go run. You can go, you know, walk, you can go, you know, go up trails, you can hike, you can whatever, you can leave your zip code and, you know, go explore someplace else. Me, I do like to weight train and I actually have come to rely heavily, no pun intended, on weight training because of the amount of strength um, mentally that comes about from <laughs> voluntarily going towards a place where you know you're going to be working your ass off. And it's as much as it's fun, you have this love-hate relationship with it. And then once the workout is done, then you're moving your body into this recovery phase where you have to now also support it nutritionally. And then if anybody has ever really weight trained before, um, you have to then go, I train in the morning now, um, and then go and face the world. And your body is going through all of these recovery pieces. Like when you weight train, you're basically like tearing up the muscle fibers, like down to like their little cellular pieces. And then your body during recovery, um, weight training and any kind of trauma to your body, it initiates your inflammatory system. So now your body then moves into cleaning up the areas where you just have caused destruction. And now you're in the rebuilding phase, your hormones are flushing, like you got all this stuff. And then you have the byproducts of metabolism circulating around. And now then you're going to find out like you eat. And then sometimes there's going to be days where like you're noticing like you're hangrier earlier than you were before. It's a whole thing. But here's what is so cool about it is that when you learn your body and when you learn to master like the three phases of athletic performance, pre-training, training, and then recovery, or this could be pre-competition, competition, and recovery. Like there's those three phases. You understand that A, there's different energy demands for each of those phases. And then B, there's different things you have to do and put into place intentionally to recover from that because one phase leads into the next. So if you're pre-training, like you're fueling so that you have energy to lash you throughout your training period or your competition period. And then during the competition, you're burning that energy. And then after you're finished, you're eating and hydrating and supplementing to recover yourself because then as the calendar or the time clock rather continues to move forward, like the hours go by, you're your post phase becomes the pre phase and that becomes the training phase again. So there's this continual flow, but this also happens as you're in your life. Does that make sense? So anybody who already weight trains or really, you know, puts forth a strong amount of (laughs) athletic performance, high performance in any area, but specifically we're going to just use athletic performance, you know, as, as our example here, you know, (laughs) 
it can be a shit show when you go about your life. And the funny thing is, is that with this particular go around, like when I was competing, I was working in healthcare and in education. I had managed to have my schedule pretty much the same. Like I stabilized the schedule. There wasn't a whole lot of variance in it. So even though it was hard, oftentimes to deal with different personalities when I was, especially in education, if any of you guys are listening, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, It wasn't as hard because there was a lot of consistency going on in my day-to-day schedule. So any like you, you feel different when you're recovering from a workout. Like you just, there's a whole, there's like a big storm that's inside that you have to calm. And so (laughs) now what I've learned is now I'm working in sales and I actually am working in a creative sales. I work as a designer for a furniture company that is based in the Chicagoland area. And man, oh man, it, this has, this phase has actually surprised me a lot. Um, I started training my body. Um, let me back up a second and then we'll get into some, I think, stronger content for you today. Um, when I was competing and tell me if I'm wrong, how many people cut carbs out of their diet because we have learned that, you know, carbs are the devil carbs are evil, you know, fats may be the devil, whatever. And as you get ready for show prep, for me and my body type and how my metabolism was rocking at that time, you go pretty low um, on your carbs. You really don't have a whole necessarily lot of starchy carb in your diet. And it's not always sustainable for everyday life. And I wanted to be sure, everyone calls it being carb sensitive. I didn't want to live my life on such a heavy restriction. So I actually set out on purpose to retrain my metabolism to be able to handle and use carbohydrate without gaining a whole lot of weight. And so having done that, now working in this creative sales role, the thing that has been such a like like light bulb that goes on in that little cloud above your head is really what a higher carb base my body actually requires to be that strong of an athlete and then be able to work in sales where you are, sales is a full frontal attack type of a support and um, we don't, there's no base pay, it's 100% commission. So if you don't close sales, you don't get paid. And then therefore you don't eat and you don't have a house and like, you know, (laughs) you follow the little domino effect. So there's a lot of gusto to it. But when you're trying, when your body's recovering or if you don't eat enough, it's super hard to have that strength and that command of presence to actually lead your prospects through the sale process and bring them to a close. It's, it's like super hard. And on top of it, when you're working in a creative world, all right, you're dealing with colors and, you know, sometimes reconstruction projects and, or blueprints or, or the individual who doesn't know what they want. And gentlemen, this has really given me, I'm a pretty decisive individual, but when men 
my guy friends or people that I know would always complain and they say like my wife, if I ask her where she wants to go, she always says, I don't know, you pick. And then when he suggests a place, she says, I don't want that. And then he says, well, what do you want? And she says, I don't know, you pick. And it's like, you can't win. There's a lot of that in this job. Also, it's very frustrating. And I will tell you, <laughs> when you, let's say like the 24th hour after you train legs, I, I admit it, my patience is not, I don't have a lot of it for individuals who are that indecisive. So it's really been such an interesting time period. We'll leave it at that. <laughs> but <laughs> getting back to the foundational principles, when you're at those times where you are making, you're at a major transition point, or maybe you have just come out of a storm and you are completely depleted and you're looking around and this could be physically, this could be after major financial devastation or ruin. This can be after a divorce, a death, like anything, or even while you're going through it, Fitness will still save your life. And I encourage fitness and, and health training and athletic performance in all facets. Strength training, um, and this can be in the form of resistance bands, but just strength in terms of weight training is so vitally important because it really, like it almost to an effect, it causes you to age in reverse, but it really, it helps to bolster up your immunity as long as you're working in conjunction with a strong nutritional palate. It encourages your body to become optimized. Like you literally start to produce like your power hormones more growth, more testosterone. Yeah, there's a lot of women out there, and this is still surprising to me, a lot of women out there who believe that if they lift weights, they're going to get bulky. And ladies, I'm here to tell you, like, if you knew how heavy I lift, I'm not bulky. The only women who actually get bulky would be individuals of genetic freakdom, which I'm guessing most of you are not. Um, and you, plus you don't eat enough to ever get that big, but most of those women actually supplement <laughs> with other, uh, growth hormones. So you're not, what's going to actually happen is you're going to start to get actually more sexy. You're going to get rocking curves. You're going to get gorgeous lines in your legs, in your shoulders, like all that stuff. You start to feel a lot better about yourself too, when you're doing that, but to have that strength as you know, you get older for me, I don't ever want to be one of those people who is a like staring at the ground because I have a hunchback now, but B like, I want to be youthful and vital and going and growing and experiencing life and, you know, doing new things and learning new things for as long as I, as I live strength training helps you with that. It like literally keeps things reproducing and growing and developing inside of your body. Um, but it also trains you into the discipline of attacking things that are strong or hard rather, and it strengthens you as a result of it. So I didn't necessarily stop to think about it while I was going through any of it. It was a part of a lifestyle 
And while I definitely owe my being here 100% to God, like I mentioned that there were times it was very, very dark. It w- I literally had periods of massive suicidal intent and I had a plan and I had worked a lot of ER in the past. So if any of you come from emergency respondership or medical services, you have seen people, you know what works and what doesn't. So it was a very, very scary and dark time. So I I definitely 100% owe myself to being here today, literally just to God. But then after that, you still have things that you, like God's not going to like throw down manna from the sky in order to feed you forever. He'll carry you for a period of time. But he, I firmly believe he has given each of us talents and gifts that we are responsible for and we are commanded to open each and every day and use to assist other individuals, to guide other individuals, to coach, to mentor, to grow, to strengthen, to contribute so that other individuals don't become codependent on us, but become leaders onto themselves and then continue to do the same for their network and then future generations. So it's, it's about contribution. Fitness is one of those things. You know, fitness is it's actually written throughout the book of Daniel. You know, you're, you have one body and you're commanded to take care of it. Your health is like the vehicle for your life. So you can have a lot of money, but if you don't have your health, like you, you don't have anything. So all of those things, I know through a lot of information on top of you, I'm hoping that some of it landed with you and really, really, really made sense. This podcast is going to be a lot of fun. We have great guests lined up, which I didn't have on my previous podcast, um, to share some of their experiences so that you have uh, pearls on which to you know, put in your little, you know, drawstring, purse string bag and collect with you like pearls of wisdom. Um, Because there's going to be times when, you know, you're up here and you need to like check your ego a little bit. And if you need to be with your relationships, you have to find a way to be able to come down and connect with people who are important in your life. And when you find that, you know, the ground underneath you is no longer stable and, and you feel like you don't have anything to stand on, You need those pearls because they actually become a very, very strong foundational stepping stone for you to bring, you know, halt the chaos and then, you know, rebuild the foundation and continue growing from there. So I really look forward to having you guys back. Again, this is the very first episode of an awesome new podcast. It's the Strong and Courageous Podcast. Um, We will see you next time. Thank you for joining everybody. Everyone, bye-bye.